It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, H Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Ray Segura, and like always, I'm joined by Christian Putalias. What is good, everybody? Welcome back. And Rodrigo Segura. Hey, how's it going, everyone? And I got my dog back here again. So if you hear a squeak, that's him. <laughs> hey, you didn't have a seizure this time. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> man, this is uh this weekend was a good weekend, man, for the dynamo, for the dynamo as a whole, right? Dynamo and dynamo those both getting some pretty big wins. Guys, first of all, how are you guys doing? Christian? Good, right. man. Happy, yeah. Man, get- we, we have seven goals in our favor, three against, you know, uh, a team 4-3 uh, victory and then a, a another clean sheet for Dynamo Dos. I think it's a, it's, a good, it's a good day for everybody. Rodrigo, were you partying too hard this time or you get to watch some games, man? Uh, no, no parties. <laughs> no I got to watch games, but, you know, the geo restriction, I can't watch the Dynamo play. Um Got to enjoy some of the Dynamo Dose, so that, that was pretty good. And, yeah, like Christian summed, summed it up, pretty good games. Yeah, overall, it was a good game. I was at the, the Dynamo match sitting in the supporter section. Hey, Christian, we moved a little bit to the left. We find out that the flag's going to stay on the right side. So we finally got to see more of the stuff. However, mm-hmm. we sit next to this group of four kids, I would say. They're probably like 17, 18 we got how many goals did we score four bro like they would get water bottles and just like spray everybody and their mama around felt bad for my dad because he got (laughs) he he got the worst of it for sure man but but it was a win after all man some exciting stuff and uh i know you were in the press box for that match man maybe your thoughts just to begin yeah man i mean i think it was a uh as Paulo Nagamura said, a little chaotic uh, match. You know, he knew that you know San Jose was gonna come out. You know, kind of guns blazing, and and you, I mean, they they are a chaotic team. You know, you never know what you're gonna get. And he said he wanted a match that craziness, and I think we did. I think the Dynamo played as crazy as they did. But I think what I liked personally was the fact that you know, even though we went down kind of early, you know, we didn't let that you know, get to us and we were able to, you know, come back. So, I mean, I, I love the effort from everybody. I love the effort from the coach. He was like super happy celebrating at the end. So, I mean, I think it it was, it was a good, I mean, high scoring goal, you know, what else, what else do you want? You know, a high scoring match in a victory at home with your people. And that's like a good night for everybody. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, from just when we were thinking about predictions, I think we all knew that, you know, San Jose was a harder team, you know, the, you know, from what their standing showed. And we all, I think maybe all three of us had like a 2-1 kind of, you know, us getting that 2-1 victory. 
just because we knew the game was going to be close. It was a one game or a one goal away match, you know, being four three. But I really think we didn't expect for the, those many goals to happen. Um, what's up? Let me tell you a quick story. So, uh, so I don't know if you guys saw, but you know, um, Chris Biles from the Striker Texas, you know, he did a prediction that San Jose was actually going to beat the Dynamo four three. So when we saw Victor Arisa in the press booth, me and Dustin, shout out to Dustin, uh, we we saw Victor and we were like, you know, I told Victor, I was like, hey, yo, Victor, what's up with your homeboy? Giving this crazy ass prediction of 4-3 in favor of San Jose. Like, do you really think seven goals are going to be scored in this match? And then at the end of the game, we were like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, Victor, I'm going to have to apologize. <laughs> For, he, for he still to your homeboy. He still got it um, wrong though, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it was backwards. But he predicted seven goals. I yeah, mean, that, imagine that, predicting a seven goal game. Yeah, like a, a Houston game with seven goals. You're like, dang, are we gonna lose six one or what? You know, like <laughs> yeah. And so, like you mentioned, you know, obviously the Dynamo are doing very well, and they got scored on first. Um, but Rodrigo, man, your thoughts on Sebastian getting his first goal, man? He ended up with a brace, but just the first goal feeling. Oh, man, this is where I have to kind of apologize. <laughs> you know, last uh, episode podcast, um, where I was talking about that, you know, he hadn't found the goal. So it was kind of about time to maybe um, change it out. And um, and I don't know if somebody mentioned that to him or I'm sure he was feeling the pressure already and he needed to score because, I, I mean, I feel like as a Dynamo fan, you know, everybody, um, I think we were feeling that. You know, you pay this guy a lot of money to come in um, and hadn't produced anything. And, yeah, we hadn't given him that many opportunities like he did this game. Um, but at the same time, as a striker, you kind of got to find the goal. And we saw it last game against Miami where he was kind of frustrated trying to take that uh, PK, um, you know, and obviously they gave it to Fafa. But, you know, happy for him. Happy that he finally found the goal um, twice. Um, big confidence boost for him and for the team. Um, you know, no, nothing more to say uh, than just got to keep it up now, and hopefully he's going to be our um, lead scorer for the season. Hey, he is, still has plenty of times to, you know, get those double-digit goals for sure, and I think they'll get there, man. But it was exciting. You know, obviously, Quintero was another guy that they got in the – get got to score Talking about him, I just thought it was funny how Dynamo tweeted out, you know, four starts, four goals. If that's not like a, uh, you know, a, a stab at Tab Ramos of keeping him in the bench, I don't know what is. But it was great to also <laughs> see, great to also see Teenage David, man, like getting his goal. Yes. Uh, he had been playing pretty good. We've seen him not just this, this season, but last season, you know, being kind of moving forward, launching himself forward. We've talked about the fact that he's very good, you know, with his passing. Uh, defensively, he's pretty sound as well. And for him to get that goal and celebrate it, you know, in memory of his mom, it was pretty nice to see. Um, so what now, guys? Yeah, Rodrigo, go. Oh, and like you mentioned, just bring this, um, <laughs> taking a stab at Tab <laughs> um, and the team. Um, you know, we've, they've been doing really well. Quintero has been doing really well. But as far as all the players have acquired this season, the only one that has really been starting has been Sebas. Um, no, everybody else is basically the uh, Tab Ramos um, um, generation players, you know, and for the most part playing the same positions. And as we can see, you know, our center backs have been um, 
switching around. But other than that, you know, Steve Clark, the only addition really, which has helped, but a lot. I, yeah, no, he's helped a lot, but For at the sure. same time, it's it's basically the same group. So, yeah, I mean, I I, yeah. I feel like that says a lot about Nagamura, and the you know the tactics and the mentality he's been bringing to the team. Um, this is probably what the highest we've been on the table in a while um, in the last <laughs> no couple kidding. seasons, probably. And just to have one loss against a you know tough opponent away, um, I feel that's a really really good step in the right direction. Yeah, no, it, it's it's looking good. And no, you're right. I mean, I think a lot of people nowadays take uh, coaching for granted. I think everybody is used to, you know, just playing FIFA or, you know, playing a video game that is easy just to like, you know what, I'm the coach. I'm just going to like sell all my players, bring in my new players. Um, but I think a good coach or at least a very good coach, you know, uh, sees what he has in the roster and he adjusts his, as his needs to make whatever changes and, and make the team better. Um, Christian, though, you know, Rodrigo did mention the fact, you know, you have like players like Seca and we don't know what the Guinho it's, uh, you know, going to be or Thor, if he's going to get more minutes. Um, but just, you know, how, again, earthquakes are still sitting in last place, man. How you felt, you know, the Dynamo came in against this game. I think, I think they, they came up good, you know, um, just, Let me let me think about it for a second, because I didn't think they did bad. You know, like I'm not I didn't think they do. I didn't uh, I didn't think they do. Ooh, I did didn't think they did bad. There you go. Um, And, you know, they didn't go like super crazy good either. I think they did just enough to like win it. But it didn't feel like last game that I watched because I didn't get to watch the Miami game. But what was I think it was the. Some game that we just won not too long ago that I thought they did just enough to like kind of deserve the tower of the win. I I, I forget which like, which game Vancouver. It was. it was Vancouver. Yeah, and then but this one it it didn't feel. I think they did a little bit more in that like then even though like when you look at uh, like possession of the ball and stuff like that, San Jose had like most of the possession of the game. I think they they came with the plan to like hold the ball or 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 whatever it might have been the plan to like to attack or whatever uh like high press or whatever Wh whatever it was right um, well here i'm gonna jump in real quick yeah, yeah go for it go just because to throw the rodrigo to words yeah 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 i see you struggling bro i got you i, yeah. got you. Hey, I have the thought but <laughs> but rodrigo what i was gonna tell you you know you mentioned the fact you know we saw ethan barlow get to start you know two weeks straight And last week, you mentioned the fact that you probably saw him struggling more this game. And I think that was the case. You know, he definitely was a little bit more shaky than he was in the past. And and uh, even Hadevi, you know, they kind of weren't on the same page most of the game. And that's how, you know, more goals happen. Um, so just your thoughts on that, man. Um, sorry, I had to snatch the toy from my dog because he's just squeaking away. Um But no, to, to answer your question and, you know, uh, on Ethan Barlow, I honestly thought he was probably going to be not benched, but, you know, um, go, yeah, I mean, going back to what we had in the past um, to be more comfortable because I saw the Parker was probably up again healthy, but I'm sure there's an issue there where like Nagamura is not looking for him anymore to be, you know, a leader in the team, especially having so many um, great guys stepping up. Um, But defensively, I feel like it was a good game for him. Um, 
to get more minutes in, especially playing at home. I'm sure he was trying to get him more confident to, um, you know, get his MLS um, caps going and for him to feel, you know, what the game is going to be. Because at the end of the day, you know, players like him, Hadibi, they're just going to be the future of our team. And um, and if they're not good now, you know, you might have to look somewhere else in the future or, you know, in the near future, really, because when it comes to defenders, you kind of tr- trying to get people to um, trust right away and to make your defensive line better. Um, so I, I think he looked decent this time around. Um, the only thing that I guess would affect the team as a whole is this time around, um, Nagamura wasn't afraid to let go of possession, especially with Almeida, the, the side of, you know, that he brings his whole possession, move the ball around pretty well, um, which obviously they did. And Nagamura has been trying to do that. But, you know, it's kind of impressive to see him um, let go of that possession and still manage to score four goals. So, Yeah, and I think, I mean, it goes to the fact that, you know, every game that we've seen, you know, all six games have been so different. Uh, you know, whether it be obviously tweaks to the lineup, but I think tactically it, it, it's just like every game, and we spoke about this, you know, kind of expect the unexpected with him because you really don't know what he's going to do. But we can't necessarily question his tactics because they've worked, right? So I'm not going to be the next guy on the pregame conference to ask him tactically <laughs> what, what it's going to look like but, against Portland. But, but. but here's the Okay, so let me ask you guys this. So obviously we seen Nagamura in different in different games against different rivals. And tactically he has he has come out differently, you know, tactically. Do you guys do you guys like that? Or do you guys like, for example, like knowing like for let's just say Tab Ramos, I guess, in a way. Because Tab Ramos had like one specific you know, tactical plan. And he tried to play that. He tried that plan with every game against any rival away or home. You know, there wasn't a, uh, a of, Oh, let's see who, you know, who we're going to play against. So I can tweak my starting 11. Nah, he said, these are guys, these are guys that are going to be in my starting 11. And I'm going to die with these guys till like the 90th minute see, where I'm going to do two subs. <laughs> and see, that's and, what, what uh, Tav Ramos is not here anymore because in the sense of you can't stick to those guns when you have like tier three players, you know. But but that's the thing, though, like because, well, I mean, me now that I'm like I'm trying to think, you know, because I always like to think, you know, how, how we grew up watching soccer, how I grew up watching soccer. And growing up, I don't remember seeing a coach, you know, switching so much tactically. Like, he, I'm sure he has an idea. That's of what because he... you're not Mexican, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Those Mexican fans, international teams will tell you. We've yeah, because yeah, did that plenty of times. <laughs> because, like, that's a, it's one of the things also that we were yeah, talking about. Yeah, he just used to seeing Messi and, like, the same players <laughs> all over. Like, right? we're over here, He's like, there. one guy gets hurt, and then we're like, we bring this guy from Tijuana. Like, <laughs> we had the Argentine Profe Osorio con las rotaciones. That became the biggest <laughs> thing in Mexico. You yeah. rotating your players, different tactics. That's crazy. Every no, single see, like, that, To me, that's crazy. Right, it is. like, and and you that's know, we've spoken insane. of the fact that I think if you're a coach that a national team is different, but if yeah. you're like a coach of you know Real Madrid or a big you know club, 
that you know at the end of the day like you know you get a league like the Spain for instance there's only two or three teams that are kind of fighting for the championship and those players you know you can literally put your best 11 out there and they'll probably beat any team but yeah. whenever you're in a especially like in Nagamura it shows that look he's a young coach he does he didn't have any experience in the MLS as a coach yet but he knew that he needed to be able to take each game at a time and just modify his tactics and his lineups to be able to get something out of it. Because if he would be like, no, this is, we're going to play Yoga Bonito like every game. And you're like, no way. There's no way. Like you're going to get your pretty much your ass whoop every match, but you're going to stick to your guns. That makes no sense. You know, uh, it's better to kind of just, we, we saw it from the beginning, right? First game, second game, maybe even two. He came out a little kind of conservative. You know, he want, didn't want to risk it because he didn't know his team yet in a, uh, you know, uh, MLS match. So, well, what are you so guys? I, no, because, you know, because you make fun of me, right? Because I ask Paulo Nagamura on the press conference, like pre-game press conference, I ask him, you know, tactically, what was the plan, right? And obviously he he wants to be not secretive. I, I understand that he doesn't want to give out, you know, the idea that he's going to come out with, you know, because just in case, you know, whoever is watching from the other team. But I guess a good question that I could ask him, which is something that I've been asking Kenny Bundy from Dynamo 2 is basically, what do you know about your, your opposition, right? Because I think, you know, playing it like that, you know, you can, we can probably get an answer better because we will like we'll be able to see what he sees from that team right and then, you'll get a <laughs> you'll get a chuckle first and yeah then... and then he'll be like we know that they're gonna start with 11 players <laughs> five subs you know like but i mean i think it's worth you know i'm gonna try it. i'm gonna try it out see, no, i, th- I think says. i think but, that's a better question i think somebody did ask something similar yeah. uh and and he was you know he was able to tell you players that he mentioned Chofi, which is something we talked of, of, <laughs> yeah. of air, but he mentioned him and he was not going to play, but he mentioned players like him. Honestly, I think looking back, most of the players that he mentioned were on that really long injury report. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, uh, I think if you ask a coach in, in the case in him that he's not going to tell you anything about his team, if you tell him, ask a question about the other team, then you, like you said, you may better be suited to get some of the answers yeah. or, or he hint. won't give you a yeah not a direct answer but he's gonna tell you how he sees the other team and then we can kind of you know foresee what is because i mean it's interesting because i mean portland is completely different to san jose and completely different to miami you know miami it's let's be honest easy team right so i think no matter what team i didn't get to watch that game unfortunately but uh i mean to what i hear the dynamo basically ran over miami in a way and when it came to San Jose, we didn't run him over, but I think we were efficient. You know, like two goals came from set balls. One of them was a, you know, jugada preparada, like right. you know, a, a play that was already like literally from the training ground to the field. It worked perfectly fine. The goal from Teenage Hadebi, like when you actually look at the, something that caught my eye, I don't know if you guys saw it, but basically all the guys that went in for the corner kick, they'll, most of them went into the six mm-hmm. to like create chaos. Like am I, cause I was watching, you know, right there. Cause it was on, on our side 
And I was like, man, that's weird. Like all the players are all like just right there, like in front of the goalkeeper. And I mean, that's what happened. You know, the ball went there, a couple of rebounds, teenage got it and he took the shot. So it's like, it was almost kind of expected, you know, for, for a rebound. And then, can, you know, teenage dropped back because he was in that bunch, but he dropped back, you know, and he was able to take the shot. And then obviously the other two goals came from counterattacks. And that's what something that, you know, uh, Paulo was talking about, like, <clears throat> like that he was going to be not like a counterattacking team, but he was going to, you know, put pressure on the, on those second balls that, you know, San Jose was going to get in the air or, or, or balls that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, a goal came from, you know, that pasture, you know, ran for it and he didn't give up. And then, you know, Quintero was able to put it away. And then Quintero gave a really nice pass also on a counter to Coco that mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't able to score, but that was a really good opportunity. And then Fafa too, you know, he used his speed, came on the other way. And then he just happened, the ball happened to find uh, Seba for his Sebrace or how do you say Sebrace? Sebrace. And, and uh, you know, you did mention Portland. Obviously that's who we're going to be facing next. And I think that may be, you know, the most challenge uh, apart from probably Sporting KC that we faced in a while, uh, just because, you know, we uh, Portland always comes and gets seems to get a point at least, you know, playing in Houston. So let, let's start with that. Well, actually, take that back. Predictions, man. I am still undefeated with this match. And and the reason I went with the and I'm talking about the the earthquakes match and and Christian you're only like one behind me but I think that is because I say it first and you're like copy what I say so you know yeah you know we'll, we'll leave it at that I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I said hold my pocket <laughs> <laughs> no but but going into this uh, Portland game the reason I was mentioning predictions I think. This match is probably going to be the hardest to kind of read uh, just yeah. because of the way Portland uh, is as a team. Uh, we know, you know, their coach um, can just blank on the guy's name. Savarese is his yeah. name. Uh, he, you know, he's similar to what Paulo is, you know, teaching us. The fact that you kind of read every game differently. Um, I think uh uh, Portland does come out kind of we know more what their lineup looks like we know that if they play with both charas we're probably in trouble and uh you know yes. yeah exactly so they're, they're a team that has a lot of great stars but the coach does a good job of you know having everybody in the you know in the right spot to face whatever lineup and so um Rodrigo we'll start with you man you know, again, different different setup altogether. I think all the matches have been different tactically, but you know, some have a little bit of a pattern that that we've noticed. So, just look at the Portland. You know, facing Portland, Portland com- is coming from beating Vancouver in Vancouver three uh, two. Uh, kind of misleading because Vancouver was really not doing all that great, and they scored like in the last minute to make it seem a little closer. But, man, your thoughts on this matchup coming up for the Dynamo? On that Vancouver game, it would have been closer because I think there were some nice PK as well. But um, A safe PK. Safe PK. But, but you know, besides that, um, no, I think, you know, well, I guess let me just backtrack a little bit. So last prediction, you know, I was saying the, the San Jose was kind of more um, 
what do you call it? Um, misleading. No, no, misleading because of how they've been playing. And, you know, I thought it was going to be a close game, something like that. I did think that Nakamoto was going to be more dropping back and, you know, defend more, um, kind of like the earlier games we saw. But maybe now it looks like he's found his, um, I guess, per se, starting lineup of what he's comfortable with, that he can go and attack more, but, but at the same time be comfortable, you know, defending, even though they did score three goals. Um I feel like maybe with this Portland, it might be that way as well. Like maybe he's found his tactics of like, I don't have to drop back um, defensive, you know, like hundred percent almost. Um, but that being said, it could be a game that could go that way. It could be a game that you might want to start, you know, um, in the more defensive thing. Um, but Quintero and Coco, they look good together. Um, they've been creating a lot, you know, Fafa, that speed. And then Seba's, you know, with that brace, uh, I feel like, you know, it might just be a confident booster for everybody just to go out and attack more. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, right now, and I, since I'm going to the game, I want to see goals <laughs> and I want the Dynamo to win. I don't want to be that bad luck. <laughs> charm. I swear, if it's 0-0, zero, zero, you're not coming again, man. Yeah, I got to knock on wood. <laughs> but um, Take you back to Frisco or Dallas yeah. or whatever. <laughs> No, I can see the dynamo. They they keep if Nagamura keeps the same style of play that he's been building up, you know, against Miami, against um San Jose, of like actually attacking and creating opportunities. I can see this game being a dynamo's favor. Um, maybe early prediction here, but three one, I would say. Um Damn. Portland, even though they're good, they've still been having a rocky start and not the Portland that we've used to. I mean, I know they have some key injuries out. Um but it's something that, you know, we played them before. Their team hasn't changed as much. Nakamura has been in the league for a while, you know, under Vermees, and he knows exactly – I mean, you know, if they if they beat him, I'm pretty sure he knows, you know, the best way to beat a team like Portland. Um, so I feel like all that could play into a big part of the, you know, Dynamo success for this game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, 3-1 is a win. What's up, man? Let me ask uh, Rudy a question. Um, what about Pasha? Do you do you start Pasha or do you start um, what's his face? Corey Baird. Corey Baird. Uh, I mean, we've seen both sides of the coin now, right? This is the first match that I believe uh, Pasha started and we were able to score some goals. Uh, so what probably you, you probably start Pasha again. I mean, he played a bunch of minutes. It was dangerous. Uh, Quintero was able to find him wide open a couple times, and the goal that Quintero ended up scoring was one of those that, you know, Pasha did 
his thing, took it all the way to the goal and kind of lost it. And we got a lucky bounce that it landed on probably the best person to get it there. Um, so why not start him again? You know, you already gave Corey a bunch of start or sorry, a bunch of starts and, uh, and a lot of minutes. So seeing something different, you know, maybe keep uh, Portland in their toes or on their toes. And that way we can see exactly what the team is made of. The great thing is that we know that at home so far uh, with Nagamura's team is very resilient, right? I think they've gotten scored on or have fallen behind and they uh, don't know how to quit, which is good to see. You know, we were used to seeing Dynamo teams of the past, you know, uh, maybe in the last five, six years that uh, we were either down and we never came, you know, to get a result or we were tied and we find a way to choke in the last couple minutes, you know. And and I think this game uh, against the Earthquakes was similar. And I know that when I said, you know, that the match was going to be 2-1 and Quakes were going to be, you know, trying to get that goal all the last 10 minutes, I felt like there was some of that, you know. I was like, man, they're going to score a goal on us. Like, it's going to be a tie and, and like, kept us – in, our, in the edge of our seats, which kind of was like a little bit nerve wracking. So getting that big win and a seven goal, you know, showdown was pretty, pretty awesome. So um, to answer that question, man, I will probably start Pasher again, but who knows? You know, Portland is a much better team, so he may go more defensively, kind of tweak like what he's done in the past, maybe against a uh, Sporting KC-ish like tactical wise but you are playing at home so you shouldn't be playing scared for sure and i think uh nagamura learned his lesson from game one against real Salt lake that uh that's not his demeanor anymore yeah i was gonna say what about adding like a, you know seca to the lineup and maybe you play dorsey a little bit on top so yeah. like i mean yeah, uh, yeah yeah i don't know as far as like you know, the earlier yeah. highlights and the early you know the the showing that we've seen from Seca. I mean, he seems like a pretty fast player. I think. So you would want to counter that with the speed that Portland brings. You know, one thing that I, would, I, I don't know. One thing that I noticed last game, uh, talking about, you know, Griffin Dorsey, uh, I don't think he attacked as much in some t- instances. Obviously, he's the one that goes up more. But I did notice that Lundy would kind of get caught on those long balls, you know, like when the uh, – Earthquakes would get that ball on our, in their left side of the field, whether it be with, uh, you know, uh, Francisco Calvo or I can't remember the guy's name on the left. But, like, they would do a big switch. And Lundy just kept getting, like, you know, beat um, just because it looked like he wasn't positioned well. And it, it wasn't that he was going up much. And, you know, because Griffin Dorsey kept getting, like, forward – uh, you saw that young kid that looks like he's 45, you know, what's his name? Uh, Cade Cowell. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he, I know his name is Cade, but I, I can't remember his last name. But um, he, he, he played, you know, he exploited that because he kept seeing uh, the right back position being open. And, and it was just, you know, things that Nagamura is going to have to tweak, whether it be like if you bring Seca in. I think Seca is going to go even higher up the field because he's able to cross the ball more. Um, and, and so we, you would definitely have to see how your other three guys are going to, you know, be in that position. Yeah. So then would you just put Seca as a right winger? 
No, no, I'm just throwing it. Yeah. No, that'd be too high. I think I think Seca can honestly he could probably play it as a right like as the right back and just uh you know curl some some uh some uh long um some long passes and crosses before he even because he did it on his you know when he got a few minutes, I think it was against the Vancouver match that he was just you know putting them into the box and barely crossing like physically, you know, crossing the midfield line. Um, and so he was doing a hell of a job. So, heck, if you're going to sit at the, you know, at the middle of the field and just throw, you know, hit those crosses, you don't really have to go up. You're still being pretty dangerous. And now that we know that our striker, you know, got the, that brace and it's, and it's kind of like shake some of the, shake some of the nerves off. I mean, why not, man? I, I think something we haven't really talked about, you know, especially right now that we're mentioning the defense, is how well Nagamura has worked with the defense. I want to say that's probably the biggest thing he's improved because if you, you know, like Adam had an assist this um, weekend and um, everybody's been playing good. Hadibi scored off a set piece. Um, Ethan Barlow was actually the one that I think set up the, the through ball um, to Pasher and then, you know, Pasher tried to take the goalkeeper around and Quintero put it in, but like all this defenders that he's been rotating and even getting, you know, the earlier clean sheets and not getting scored on, it comes to a big part of the team so far. So I feel like, you know, and he he chose to bring Seca in as a right back um, to add more depth and, you know, to add more dynamic to the to the team, which we haven't really seen much of him. But I feel like that's not nothing, you know, I, I don't really hear people talking about that other than, you One know, thing. oh, he brought... No, no, I was gonna say one thing that honestly, maybe why we don't hear a lot of it is because apart from Sebastian, it's not like we spend a ton of money on bringing those guys in. If that makes sense, you know, free transfers, you know, loans, dude. That that's not you're playing with house money at that end. You know, you're trying to get some people to create that competition. Now, if you would have paid like you know a four five million transfer fee to get Seca in, and then you're paying him like a high salary. Then of course people are gonna be questioning it, right? No, I'm just, just talking about questioning it. I'm just talking about like in general, you know, it doesn't get talked about like enough how great yeah. of a job he's doing with yeah. that. You know, like like we said before, you know, he's been rotating the center backs, um, you know, and and so far the defense has been a big impact on the wins or you know. Well, and you also and you mentioned the fact that you know mo- a lot of this team is still you know. Tab Ramos team, basically, right? And so I mentioned the fact that, you know, he was playing with a lot of tier three players, yet, you know, we did see Tab Ramos bring the best out of like Griffin Dorsey that, you know, kind of came out of nowhere, maybe a Tyler Pasher. But you see uh, Nagamura doing more with that, right? He's He's able to bring more out of the players, but also, again, you don't want to beat the drum about, you know, Darwin Quintero starting. But I, I think he acknowledges the fact that he is the best player in your team. He's the most creative guy in your team. Um, so you have to give him minutes. You know, it doesn't matter if the guy is, you know, almost 35 or whatever it is. Like, he is your best player. And him getting goals like the one he did uh, in the past match tells you a lot, you know. And, and the the way that he's been doing more pressures and getting – the opponent's uncomfortable, which is how he got won the ball in that one specifically. But, you know, just kind of being in the right place at the right time and not being selfish. So 
things like that is something that I feel like a young coach understanding the fact that, you know, there's players you're going to like, players you're not going to like, but you need to understand that sometimes your best players, they maybe have a little bit of a diva in them uh, or high egos, but you need to know that they, they have to play. Christian, you want anything before you fall asleep over there? No, no, because I'm I'm thinking because, you know, uh, Rodrigo, you know, threw the idea of there of starting Seca and Dorsey in front of him, basically. And, and they would, I mean, that's a strong, like, right side. Like, you know, if Dorsey already is pretty strong, you know, playing as a, as a right back and having him just, you know, not worrying about defending, but more of the attacking could be a good idea. But what I was thinking is, why, you know, we have, you know, RGB Toros for the U.S. Open Cup on Tuesday. I mean, that's a few days afterwards, you know, and that not to disrespect RGV, but, you know, I think that would be like the main, the like prime time to like try stuff out, you know, just because, and like I said, not to disrespect, you know, RGV, but obviously the the level of, you know, of a USL team compared to, I guess to Portland, you know, maybe a, a little bit different, you know, with Portland, I guess you might want to go with the for sure thing. Cause you, I mean, I don't know, maybe, you know, in practice it works, you know, having Seca and Dorsey and maybe it's a good idea, but, you know, I was, I don't know if you want to come in, you know, fresh like that from, from the get go against a Portland, you know, that, you know, Portland is not going to forgive you, you know, one mistake, they're going to put it away on you. So Maybe try it out with RGV, you know, and and see what's up. I don't the, know, maybe an idea. The, the only thing, and and I'm with you. I mean, there's definitely going to be, you know, starting out. You probably see Thor starting. You probably see some of the players to get minutes. However, I don't know if there's going to be a ton because you have to remember that the RGV Dynamo experience wasn't the great. So I'm sure RGV is looking to do whatever they can to get a result at PNC. So you don't kind of want to, you know, that kind of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. get a, and you know, but I think that for sure, I think that's when you put in players that haven't been active in the first exactly. team and then obviously throw maybe a few guys from the uh, Dynamo Dose to get some playing time. Cause then, I mean, you also have to remember like rotation is going to be very important because after that game, you know, the week after that, we got a derby, like, you know, we got Dallas and, and even though they don't play in Dallas, we still got to go up there and beat them. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the the rotation, I mean, it's going to be very important and it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, Paulo works this out because, you know, we, I mean, we're going to have a, a mid uh, midweek game coming up, I think next month. And we're only going to have three of those games, but obviously with the U S open cup, you know, that kind of got everything. It got it here quicker. And yeah, I mean, you know, not, we we can't look over you know RGV and and the US Open sure. Cup, but obviously it, it doesn't have the same importance that as you know the MLS Cup does, I guess. And now that we are on a good you know racha, yeah, uh, in the MLS, you know, why not keep that and and you know push keep pushing on, on that one, you know, a little bit more. If we but, can't talk down too much on the US Open Cup now that you are. But it was like, that's like our last title. So, like, we yeah, won yeah, more yeah, that's stuff, the thing. Yeah. right? We exactly. won more trophies. We won the MLS Cup. There's a lot of things. And, yeah. you know, before we transition to Dynamo, those. Shout out to F- 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 uh, FC Frisco with their older trophies. I know, right? For sure. But so, <laughs> just to finish it out on the Dynamo, uh, before, again, talking next week with a lot of cool matches against RGB 
and the Frisco, the first Texas Derby Copa Tejas shutout or uh, matchup. But um, Rodrigo said 3-1. I'm going to go with 2-1 for my prediction against Portland. Christian, what's yours, man? Wait, 2-1, who wins? Oh, for me, it's Dynamo, man. Okay. And uh, Dan, now you're going to make fun of me because I was going <laughs> to say 2-1. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say 2-1 Portland, but I was, you know – what you guys were talking, I was just thinking, and and I think we are we are stronger. I, it seems like we're stronger now than ever at home, and just having Paulo, having the people, and you know that pressure, that being at home and going against a big team, you know, it usually is is better because if you're the underdog, you know, you put a little bit more effort to it. And I was gonna say two one Dynamo, but then again, I don't want to copy you, Rudy. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm like the opposite of Sebastian. Sebastian wasn't scoring, but I keep hitting everything, and I'm just like waiting for it to come down, <laughs> crashing down, man. But if, but if if we're gonna go down, we'll go down together. So there you go, man. there you go. <laughs> but all right, guys, jumping into Dynamo Dos, this is a match that I did not get to watch at all because I was super busy on Sunday after church, after going to like a pre-Easter party. Then a baby shower. I'm, I'm telling you, Jesus. this is like within two hours span, three hours span. And then I got home at five o'clock and the game started. Yeah. What's you did all that before Easter? five Bro. o'clock? <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Jesus. Oh, my God. That was pre-Easter? worse. Yeah, it was pre-Easter. What, what do you celebrate in pre-Easter? I know. <laughs> I clearly, I have no clue, but we were there. Is, so, does Sunday. the bun, does the bunny get pregnant in priest or what? That's what it seemed like, man. There's uh, too many eggs everywhere. Jeez. <laughs> but but uh, no, man. By the time I got home, it was like five thirty, and I completely knocked out. And the game started at six. I I did see the tweet with the starting lineup, but that was about it. And then uh, kind of woke up towards the end of that third goal, which. We got to talk about predictions again because finally I got one wrong. Ew. And uh, it doesn't seem Marcelo really wants me to take him out with your money, bro. So I think you're good. <laughs> I think you're good, you know? Shout out to Palomino. But um, so you guys were able to watch most of the game. Um, whoever wants to start first, man, uh, on your thoughts on the match. I mean, I think we were all – and, I mean, I may have been wrong, but let's put it this way. I think y'all were wrong too because both of y'all put penalties – Y'all didn't give the the boy. No, no, no. I, I did. How many I penalties did. were in the game? There were too many. Was it two? <laughs> one missed and then one. Uh, two missed. No, two there missed? was three, wasn't it? Yeah, so there, there was three. Three. Yeah, three. Kansas, three. Yeah, sorry, Kansas City, three. yeah, two misses, one for each team. And then Avila put, uh, there you put go. the third one in. So there you go. It's penalties right there. Almost, yeah, almost a penalty shootout. <laughs> <laughs> you need like one more, basically, to make it complete. <laughs> But uh, no, so, you know, obviously, I think we were all kind of shocked in a way of just an away win, you know, this big 3-0. Three, three uh, last episode, we we, we talked about how uh, Beto Avila, you know, was doing very well. I know when we watched him live, the first match, especially, it was very memorable to see him slip and sliding everywhere just because of that, that field just, for whatever reason, man, in uh, Aviva Stadium that tend to overwater it and just seems to slow down the dynamo because they're just so attack-minded. And, and it was very noticeable in this matchup against Sporting KC. They were just like, you know, all the way in their 
third, you know, um, uh, what is it? The end of their th- uh, third? It's the third or inside their box. Basically, they were just making it so difficult for uh, for them to come out uh, and defend well. But again, Rodrigo, your thoughts on this match, man? Honestly, you know, props to the kids or guys. I don't know what, young, what young we're men. considering. Young <laughs> men. Uh, feature of the Dynamo. Um, no, they've been playing really well. You know, I... I, I when I talked about um you know Veto Avila um last time that I, he stood out to me I'm like oh yeah he played well I just couldn't remember his name and now I guess I'll know his name as long as there you go um like most other people now after scoring a hat trick and you know like he kept that momentum going because you know watching him last time I was like hey th- this kid has something and him and Palomino connected really well you know on a couple of things and this time um he just outshined everybody um he was basically um at the right place right time with the strikes and a little bit of luck on some I, I would say but none other you know put him away and that's what you want um from a player like him but the team itself looks good like I, I feel like they made this game look really easy um I want to say I watched since the after his first goal I didn't get to see that one I just saw the highlights later but I basically watched from that point to the end and they just made it look pretty easy. You know, they they pass really well. Um, when it comes to defending, they they know, you know, how to take the pressure away from, like, you know, um, space it out to let them go for, like, a cross or try to find an alternative instead of just, you know, a straight through ball kind of thing. And then um, Xavier, the goalkeeper, um, he's been looking really, really good. And we were talking about this earlier that, you know, he, yeah, he has a big size, but at the same time, he came out, you know, um, made some pretty big saves overall. Even even though he hasn't been tested, you know, fully, I would say, because the defense has been strong. I feel like, you know, he could be the next um, guy up for the Dynamo um, first team. He, he looks really well. You know, he looks like a good shot stopper. You know, he saved the PK as well. Um, he comes out great in the air, corners, crosses um anything so you know i got a good feeling about this guy i can see him well maybe not him but in a couple years we're probably gonna see him um you know be the backup yeah no those those are my thoughts yeah no no uh i mean obviously we were uh able to talk to uh xavier and coach bundy uh which it seems to be we're like the the official reporters (laughs) as i've been joking around but, uh, you know, got to ask him some few questions. And, you know, obviously we know, like you mentioned, his frame. You know, he sits tall at 6'6". Six, six and um, kind of asked him, like, what's your weaknesses? Already kind of knowing the answer that it's going to be a little bit more difficult for a goalie to get, you know, low to the ground um, and some of those shots. Uh, but the guy has been very solid uh, you know, since he arrived from the New York Red Bulls um, Academy. And, uh, you know, seeing them progress and kind of keep, like, shutting me up for sure, you know, especially with this big 3-0 <laughs> win, I was thinking, you know, Sporting KC was going to win 1-0, you know, just, again, because being a way match. Um, but Dynamo does and, you know, Coach Bundy's team is just doing some very good stuff. And it's kind of the same thing as, like, that, you know, seven-goal match that uh you know the first team played dynamo does not only score one goal in each of the other matches so 
seeing three th- go three up in in the way match was kind of surprising for sure. Um, but Christian, anything else that you saw apart from you know Beto or Xavier that uh, you like from the team? Um, yeah, a couple of things. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to, I'm going to ask Kenny Bundy is the fact that they look, they look so mature, like compared to the SKC team, they, they just, in my opinion, like SKC seemed like, like a younger team, you know, like when you're like, I don't know, playing U15 and you're like, oh, now we got to play U17s. And like, you know, you kind of see a little bit of different, like, you know, obviously there's going to be a couple of guys that maybe stand out on my U15 team, but like, you can tell which ones are the bigger guys, which ones are the younger guys, just because of, of the way that they play physically, you know, they're a little bit rougher, you know, they're, I I don't know if like speed, but you know, you can tell just in the way that they kind of handle themselves. And that's one of the things that I see in this, in the back line, at least, you know, like, you know, Rodrigo saying Xavier, you know, he could easily, you know, maybe be starting in a, in a couple of years, you know, he, he seems like very sure of what he's doing. Like he doesn't struggle and, and, you know, air balls, obviously he's like ginormous. So obviously that's not a problem for him, but like when it comes to like getting low to the ground, when, you know, flying, catching balls, you know, stopping a penalty, you know, he's not, he's not scared of, of like, becoming a a, num- a possible number one in the future you know in the mls also you know the the center backs super solid taylor maples and uh sterling uh penniston john that's, bro, that's a hard name uh, we're gonna call him sterling john from now on <laughs> or just sterling but they're they're pretty i mean you know with without bartlow you know obviously starting in the first team they're a really good pair. Both of them are rough dudes, you know, like that's what you want from your center backs, you know, to be like walls, you know, you have Majeev and, um, and Hoffman, you know, and, and, and the wings, you know, always moving up, you know, um, Hoffman more than Majeev. And then, I mean, you can tell like the quality of like a player of Juan Castilla, like he gets the ball and he already knows what he's going to do with it before he gets the ball. Like and he's always looking for the ball. He's always looking for the ball. He's always asking for the ball. Uh, you can see the quality on him. Palomino, I mean, he, you can tell he's he's like a level more than the other guys. Yeah. Just just because of his the way that he handles the ball with his feet. You know, he's always like doing little like heel touches and, and stuff like that. And you only get that when you like when you're super comfortable. You know. You're not gonna be, you know, doing fancy passes when when you don't know what you're doing, you know. So Palomino obviously is super comfortable with the ball on his feet. Brooklyn Reigns, even though he's a younger guy, you know, he he's also, you know, starting to to put his himself out there, you know, trying to get the ball, trying to you know move the ball around. Uh, I'm kind of going one by one here. Uh, Jathan Juarez, who you know, congratulations. I guess that's that's more of a one more, you know. I got one more, yeah, bro. Yeah, basically, <laughs> that's something it's just because I mean, I kind of want to point out because honestly, I didn't get to see the second half too much because I was like in and out because you know, I had kids going around and you know, preparing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And but I had you know, I was listening to it. What a dad, you know. Yeah, I, I try, guys, I try. But, you know, Jathan, you know, signing his first contract, congratulations to him. He got his first start, you know, on the left wing. And he's usually a left back. So it's interesting to see him and see how he's going to progress as a left mid. Uh, Papa Ndoye, who has been playing as a nine, played on the wing. And he kind of hinted on that. And which, 
obviously gave you know Avila the opportunity to score the hat trick because obviously he's he's in front of the goal, you know. So obviously you're gonna get more uh, more opportunity. But then also the second thing that I wanted to say was that even in the second half, being three zero up, they were still pushing. They were still attacking. They were still trying. There was like you would have thought they were losing. Like honestly. And and defensively they were just pretty solid. You know, when you have a, a good pair of center backs and a great goalkeeper, like, you know, you you are not surprised to see another shutout. You know, top of the table, nine points, three games, zero goal against. Like that's that's pretty pretty insane. So all right. Shout out to the boys, man. So this is my thing here, guys. So obviously Portland, uh our Dynamo does is playing Portland. The day that the first team plays right at PNC came right after the first team plays, basically. So this is where I think home field advantage has to come, you know, for both teams. Right. So Portland is coming from playing in Vancouver, not too far away from, you know, where they're at. But then they have to travel all the way to Houston. Um, It's definitely not as hot. So we don't have that in our favor. Um but if I think the you know Dynamo are going to get that win, the first team is, then I can't back against the Dynamo two here, right? I think it's similar instances. Yes, Dynamo came from a row win in Kansas City, um, but I think playing at PNC, you know, I think that's even going to be even bigger for the kids or for the boys, however we want to go about them, because they're just you know playing so well. Um, unless something catastrophic happens and there's a bunch of injuries, which I doubt it. Um, I see them winning as well, man. I think two, one for me sounds good uh, against Portland. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I want to see. I want to see, you know, for them to win at home and continue at least not to drop many points. Uh, I'll, I'll be okay. You know, happy with a draw. Um, at the end of the day, as long as we continue to see, players uh go from the dynamo to the uh, first team i mean from dynamo to the first team i'd be happy with that rodrigo your thoughts on this matchup against portland man i think um dynamo Dos can actually win maybe i would say comfortably 2-0 um this portland team played against eric Wakes earlier in the season already and um and they lost to them 2-0 and i feel like this team has done such a great job um in every aspect you know, um, so I feel like, you know, they can come and beat them as well. Um, especially like you mentioned, playing at home. I think this is a big opportunity for the younger guys to showcase themselves in front of the fans. Um, you know, I'm sure the the first team will be there to support them as well. Um, give them some pointers if they can or, you know, if they see something, I'm sure they, they you know, I'm, I'm, you know, locker room talk or anything like that um, would be great for them. And I'm sure they want to show themselves to Nagamura and what they can do. Um, he's, you know, going to be watching them. And I know he follows them closely already. But this is kind of like the big stage for them in the PNC Stadium. Um, so I think that they would want to put a good show for them, for us. And before I let uh, Christian maybe have his, uh, his point away too, you know, I was thinking the fact that when we talked to Kenny uh, Bundy, Christian, I did, you know, basically mention like, you know, with the road win from the first team against Inter Miami, did you think that was going to encourage the first team? And I think it was 
I mean, the Dynamo did too. And I think that was like dead on, man. I think, you know, the young guys seeing the first team succeed away, I think it, it kind of pushes you and encourages you, um, you know, to be that. And so being at home, Christian, what are your thoughts against this uh, Timbers too? I think I also I want to say, you know, quick shout out to all the guys that came in as subs. I know I didn't mention any of them, but, you know, uh, I think it was Miller, Joyner, Castillo, and maybe another substitution, but I can't remember anymore. Uh, but I'll pay more attention to the subs next time for sure. Um, but I think it's going to be a 2 0 Herrera. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dilo Herrera. And Herrera, he caught my eye, so I need to I need to check him out because I think the kid has a he's quick and he always wants the ball too. At least on that last game that I saw. Um, but yeah, I think they're gonna get a two zero victory. I think they're gonna keep another. They're gonna get another shout out. And I think you know, yeah, being at home, I think they're gonna be inspired uh, to you know to put on a great show. And I think they're gonna be able to get at least two goals. So two zero ish. I mean, hopefully they don't come out. You know, como se dice, como se dice, uh, cuando, like, confiado, <laughs> like, I hope they don't, like, confiados, yeah, that word maybe. For sure, for sure. You know? Yeah, I think they'll have, like, they, yeah, they come out hungry. Overconfident. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Hopefully, they don't come, you know, confident in the fact that they're up top, that they haven't been scored on, but, you know, hopefully they come come with the same mi- mindset of, like, you know, we're going to kill this dude, you know, type thing. Yeah. And and continue to prove, you know, that, that they're at the top for a reason. So hopefully they just stay hungry and continue to, you know, kill other teams in a way, you know, in a nice way, I guess. <laughs> but, hey, man, uh, did, we pretty much touched on all the subjects we're going to talk about this this uh, coming ma- or coming match. This coming weekend, uh, there's no dash till, I believe, Saturday. Uh, so we'll have some information on that on the uh, – Dynamo theory, but uh, unless Rodrigo, you have anything else to add, man, you good? All right, yeah. Christian, man, do us a favor and tell the peeps how they can connect with us, man. And then Rodrigo, Rizzles. you can close yeah. it out. So you can find everything and anything at dynamotheory.com. You can uh, send us an email to dynamotheorypodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Chris Putalias. You can find Rudy at Rudy Segura 3. You can find Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura 01. And don't forget, dynamotheory.com, uh, breakfast links, Mondays, Wednesday, Fridays. Shout out to, to the boy. Uh, Billy Mears. I was going to say Bobby. Uh, <laughs> Billy, uh, for, for you know, putting out his first article w- with the team, you know, with that, with the D- DT fam. So shout out to Billy. Uh, and yeah, man, a lot of content. Literally, we have something good coming out every single day almost of the week. You know, from like rank power, like power rankings and, you know, what to watch for uh, great, you know, reviews from the guys, uh, you know, doing everything there. So don't forget Dynamo for everything, guys. And again, we would like to thank you for all the support you guys have been giving us, um, you know, always keep in, um, keep a lookout for our social medias and, you know, listening to the podcast. Um, we, you know, get um, give away tickets and stuff like that so check that out and again thank you Houston Dynamo fans for listening and remember to always hold it down and keep it forever or else